bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, China's new home prices fell at a faster pace in July, and a three-year action plan was released to boost China's rural region e-commerce. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China's home prices dropped for a second month in July, a further sign of the deepening property downturn that's weighing on the world's second-largest economy. Fewer Chinese cities reported month-on-month increases in home prices in July. National Bureau of Statistics figures showed Wednesday. Last month, 20 out of 70 large and medium-sized cities saw month-on-month increases in new home prices, down from 31 in June. Meanwhile, only six cities had higher resale home prices in July, down from seven a month prior. Prices of newly built housing in 70 major cities fell 0.23 percent last month from June, when they slipped 0.06 percent, according to data from the NBS. Prices in four first-year cities stayed flat in July for the second consecutive month on a monthly basis, while those in second and third-year cities each went down 0.2 and 0.3 percent. Compared with July last year, new home prices in first and second-year cities increased by 1% and 0.2% respectively, while prices in third-year cities decreased by 1.5%. The data reviewed. Prices slipped 0.47% in the secondary market month on month. Pre-owned home prices in first-year cities dipped 1.4% from a year ago, while those in second and third-year cities dropped 2.7 and 3.5% respectively. The property market is expecting more growth, reinforcing measures from the government to help boost market morale amid concerns over a potential liquidity crisis faced by Country Garden, major privately owned developer. Industry insiders noted that the demand for better housing condition in the country remains high, offering room for improvement in the property sector. As policies to ensure delivery of homes and measures to defuse debt risk of real estate firms continue to take effect, housing prices is expected to stabilize in the future. China's top medical regulator issued a statement on Tuesday, highlighting six areas for inspection on corruption, with a focus on the country's health insurance scheme. In addition to looking into the use of public health insurance funds, the campaign would also cover rent-seeking by administrators and management in the medical and pharmaceutical sectors. Bribery in pharmaceutical and medical equipment sales, and the ethical conduct of medical personnel. The statement said, "The campaign will carry out systemic rectification that covers all conspicuous problems of corruption in every area and field in the medical and pharmaceutical sectors," a spokesman for the National Health Commission said. China's corruption watchdog has probed 176 hospital heads over the past few weeks, according to media calculations. The Ministry of Commerce on Tuesday vowed to take measures to help rural e-commerce as part of a three-year action plan to boost rural consumption. China will push high-quality development of rural e-commerce and integrate it as a vital part of local business, an official said. The ministry will take new measures to help rural e-commerce, including cultivating local brands, improving express delivery, providing e-commerce services, and promoting business transformation. 
Moving on to some regional highlights, China has given the green light to the opening of seven centers for reinsurance in Shanghai ahead of others as the eastern city accelerates its move to become a national hub of insurance for insurers. The seven new property insurance providers, including China Ping'an Property Insurance, China United Property Insurance and Mitsui Sumimoto Insurance China, will all be located in the Lingang New Area and are authorized to do business nationwide. The centers are linked with an international transaction system formed by the Shanghai Insurance Exchange, China's first insurance exchange platform. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future The transport hubs in northern Guangzhou will be bolstered with the expansions of the airport and Guangzhou North Railway Station, media reported. The ongoing third-phase construction at Guangzhou Bayou International Airport, scheduled to complete in 2025, includes Terminal 3, two runways, a comprehensive transport hub and two SI concourses in Terminal 2, according to the Guangdong Airport Authority. Meanwhile, six high-speed railways and three intercity railways connecting to the airport are either planned or being built, adding to the existing subway line and two highways. Also planned are a railway connecting the airport to Guangzhou North Station and the airport fourth terminal at the station, when check-in and security check services are provided to air passengers. Hong Kong is stepping up its campaign to achieve carbon neutrality and has earmarked 240 billion Hong Kong dollars to fight climate change in the next two decades, Secretary for Environment and Ecology Jia Ching Wan said Wednesday. Speaking at the APEC Energy Ministerial meeting in Seattle, Jia said the city is also striving to increase the use of zero-carbon energy and its share in electricity utilization to around 60% to 70% before 2035. Next on industry and company news. China's air passenger travel set records in July, official data showed on Wednesday, boosted by soaring summer demand as the civil aviation market recovered quickly post-pandemic. Total transportation turnover reached 11.37 billion tonne kilometers in July, a year-on-year increase of 67.1%, data from the Civil Aviation Administration of China said. Transportation turnover has rebounded for eight consecutive months, exceeding the level of the same period in 2019. Passenger trips rose 83.7% year-on-year to 62.43 million, which grew 5.3% over the same period in 2019 to make a new record in monthly air passenger trips in the country. Chinese voice recognition firm iFlyTech and Huawei, a telecoms giant, released a hardware device called Spark Desk during an event on Tuesday to help companies build their own large language models. The device, which combines hardware and software, can be used to train an LLM. SparkDesk has three options of parameters, 13 billion, 65 billion and 175 billion, which define how input data is treated. iFlyTech is building a developer ecosystem around the model, and more than 4,000 developers' teams have joined the platform. It is also working with Huawei to build a cluster of domestic computing power to train LLMs on an ultra-large scale, and the system is benchmarked against NVIDIA's A100 chips, iFlyTech chairman Liu Qingfeng said. 
Baojun, a joint venture operated by ZEG and Wuling Automobile, will release a new model equipped with Chinese drone maker DJI's latest in-car smart driving solution, which will be priced between 100,000 and 150,000 yuan, undercutting rivals which cost about 380,000 yuan on average. The new car will offer level 2 plus smart driving functions. AstraZeneca will invest an additional 250 million US dollars into its asthma inhaler factory in Qingdao, eastern Shandong province, as the British Swedish drugs giant remains upbeat about the country's growth prospect. The extra investment will bring the total in the factory to 700 million US dollars, AstraZeneca said Monday. Earning reports expressed, Jinko Solar, the world's second largest maker of solar panels, reported its net profit in the first six months had more than quadrupled from a year earlier. Jinko Solar's net profit surged 324.5% to 3.8 billion yuan, it said in its latest earnings report. Revenue soared 60.5% to 53.6 billion yuan. The high growth is due to strong sales of the company's N-type tunnel oxide passivated contact high-efficiency cells and modules which have greater photoelectric conversion efficiency and a higher gross profit margin, Jinko Solar said. Switching gears financial news, the People's Bank of China moved to boost fragile market sentiment with a stronger-than-expected reference rate for the yuan and the largest injection of short-term cash to the financial system since February. The central bank injected 297 billion yuan of short-term liquidity on Wednesday. The offshore yuan depreciated past 7.3 to the greenback yesterday for the first time since November last year as the Chinese economy grows at a slower pace and the China-US interest rate spread continues to widen. China, the U.S. second-largest creditor, reduced its holdings of the U.S. Treasury bond in June for the third month running. China paired its ownership of U.S. Treasuries by 11.3 billion U.S. dollars in June from the previous month to 835.4 billion U.S. dollars, according to data released yesterday by the U.S. Department of Treasury. Its holdings of U.S. debt have stayed below $1 trillion since April last year. China's outbound direct investment, or ODI, rose by nearly a tenth in the first half of the year, driven by an economic recovery. But aggregate overseas mergers and acquisition, or MNA, volumes fell 14% from a year ago, according to a report by global accounting firm Ernest & Young. China's ODI rose 9.6% from a year ago to 75.4 billion US dollars, mainly due to the strong growth of investment in non-financial sectors, which made up for over 80%. The non-financial ODI in Belt and Road countries contributed 11.6 billion US dollars, growing by 15.4% compared to the same period last year. The report also showed the value of total overseas M&A deals announced dropped to 11.7 billion US dollars, the lowest in a decade, with only Latin America and Oceania showing growth. China's corporate bond issuance has jumped 23% so far in 2023 from a year earlier on the back of increased sales by private businesses, especially among those in lower credit ratings, according to a media report. As of Monday, 
Firms have raised 2.34 trillion yuan via bonds this year, according to data terminal iFinD. Sales by AA-rated businesses rose nearly 62% from a year ago, yet most of the corporate bond issuers were rated AA+, making up almost 78% of the total buy value, despite falling from 83%. A bigger share of the total was offered to specific investors. Private placement tally 1.46 trillion yuan, a 54% jump, whereas public placement declined 7% to 876.8 billion yuan. Wrapping up with a quick look at stock market, Chinese stocks dropped on Wednesday, with the benchmark Shanghai Composite down 0.8% and the Shenzhen component lost 0.9%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index also closed 1.4% lower, and the Tech Index slipped 1.3%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.